Ready to stop trading time for money and build a business that can scale? Then you're in good company. This is the Productize Podcast, where I chat with entrepreneurs who've transformed their businesses using the Productize service model. I'm your host, Brian Castle. Want to learn my best strategies for productizing your business? Then get my free crash course by going to productizecourse.com. Now let's get into the show. All right, here we go. What an incredible story I've got for you today. You're going to hear my conversation with Dan Schwartz, um, who went through the productized uh, program, and he shared his um, really incredible story of how he stumbled into this idea to offer real estate agents a streamlined sales tool by offering a done-for-you setup of his Podio CRM template system. So I know that sounds uh, you know, kind of complex and, and, uh, and technical, but... Um, you're going to hear all about it and how, how it all works and how he fit it together um, and actually made uh, 50K in sales in the initial launch, which he did using a single webinar. You're also going to hear about the immediate next steps and and even the pains in serving all of those first clients because he was so overwhelmed with uh, the number of clients who came in so quickly. Um, Next, you're you're also going to hear um, how he's how he's scaling and then streamlining the service. So you're going to you know hear how he started to refine and change the way that he did things to kind of you know better uh, deliver the service, and uh, and then finally you know we're going to talk about his next steps that he's going through right now um, for growing into a full software solution. So this is very much that example of software with a service you know, uh, then, you know, stair-stepping up to a full software solution. Yeah, I love how productized services can can really kind of help you launch um, and and use that that initial launch as leverage to grow uh, a, a bigger business and really position yourself well for success. Um, so definitely don't miss this one. So many insightful takeaways to, to take from this one. I was really excited to talk to Dan. First, before we dive into the interview, I want to give you uh, today's quick tip when it comes to productized services, and that is work on the business, not in the business. And this is kind of a core principle when it comes to um, really leveling up as a business owner and really making that transition from being a freelancer or a consultant to uh, to stepping into the mindset of, of a business owner. Um, so working on the business really means uh, thinking high level. And, um, and kind of getting out of the weeds, getting your hands out of the technical work and starting to think bigger in terms of strategy, um, who, who your target customer is, what kind of solution you want to offer, what problem you're solving, even more importantly there, um, what kind of marketing channels are, are you going to explore. Uh, you know, these are the kinds of things that, that you're going to kind of tackle among many, many other things when you're working on your business Rather than getting tied up in the in the kind of minutia and the day to day of the, you know, pushing pixels around or coding or or writing and and yes, you know, you're still gonna um, be in, heavily involved in that kind of stuff, but you want to start to make this shift away from all the technical aspects re- relying on you being in in the business and move toward a place where you're. Um, you know, working high level, getting the right people in place, getting the right tools and systems in place. Um, so that's today's tip. Work on the business, not in the business. Now on with the show. All right. So I'm here uh, for an interview with Dan Schwartz. Dan, welcome to the show. How's it going, Brian? Going good. So, you know, I've, you and I have talked before, um, and I know that you've you know, you, you've gone through the productized service process and we'll, we'll definitely do a deep dive in, into that and, and the business and mm-hmm. some pretty, pretty remarkable success that you had really, really fast, um, much faster than, than most of the other, um, 
you know people that I know who've been doing productized services. So we'll definitely do a deep dive into that, um, and we'll hear all about it. And, and even your next steps as you started with a productized service, and, and then you're leveraging that to to grow into into a SaaS. And we'll kind of talk about that transition. But I mean, first, like, why don't you kind of introduce yourself and and you know what what does your business look like today, and what are you working on right now? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Dan Schwartz. I am a musician slash entrepreneur based out of Baltimore, Maryland. Former musician. Brian and I were just, were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of always a musician once you're a musician, but right now I'm, I'm more identifying as sort of a just a entrepreneur type. It's kind of sad and, and, and fun at the same time, right? Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, music I, used to be, I'm sure like you, used to be such an integral part of my life, but now working on the web and working on businesses, it's it's kind of, it's yeah. sadly taken a back seat, but that's that's the reality. Yeah, and, and it can always come back. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of my experience in the music business, but right now I am focused actually in the real estate space. I have been investing in real estate in the Baltimore area since right after I graduated. I graduated in 2010 from University of Maryland and stubbornly didn't apply to any job at all. <laughs> I figured that the best way to avoid the rat race was to not get in it at all. So that kind of led to finding some sort of opportunity that could earn quick income. So I looked into the challenge of learning the real estate business, got into real estate wholesaling, and over the last five years, have done you know well over a hundred deals and kind of figured out a lot of the different pain points associated with doing real estate deals and marketing for real estate deals and generating leads and managing leads. And kind of out of circumstance, I built a system using a platform called Podio.com, and this is a this is a web-based CRM platform that's totally customizable and it has an open API. And I kind of built a framework for my own business based loosely on the models of some other folks in the real estate space that were kind of touting the benefits of using Podio. There's a lot of different kind of real estate investor CRM platforms out there, but there's not a lot of ones that automate some of the features that make doing deals a little easier so you don't forget about incoming leads. I know you use Trello, right, Brian? Uh, yeah, we use Trello quite a bit. So in my current business, Audience Ops, I don't use it so much to manage leads. We kind of just use it to manage our production yeah. process. But um, but I did use it for, for as kind of like a CRM in my, in my last business. You know, we should do an audit call and see if Podio would be a better solution for you. I guarantee hmm. you that we could create something way more robust than Trello. Yeah, Podio. yeah, I bet. I mean, I, I've seen Podio for years as mm -hmm. as just one of the many um, project management tools out there, and and I think yeah. when I first looked at it, I, I I looked at it thinking, you know, it looks pretty slick, but it looks really complicated to set up. Yeah, it definitely is. So that kind of is what led to the current circumstance. So I. I took the time to build this platform for my own business and essentially put a couple of videos of my system on YouTube and put my email address on those videos and posted it on some of the niche Facebook groups that uh, I thought it could help, you know, help people 
help organize their leads a little bit because generating leads is the easy part in real estate, but actually monetizing them and keeping track of and following up with people that are interested in selling their house has to be a systematized process. Yeah. There wasn't and so you, I mean, you took this, this software Podio, which is really a generic project management tool that can, yeah. like web agencies use it and like all sorts of different businesses use it. But, but you took it and, and put it to work in this very niche, you know, in, in the real estate space doing a very specific thing. Yeah. So when you, when you sign up for Podio, it's just a blank slate and you can create different apps. They call them different apps. And an app within your workspace is essentially just a, a different element of the structure of your operation. So one app could be seller leads, another app could be buyer leads, another app could be current deals or whiteboard as I call it. So you, you have these different structures that you create and you kind of drag and drop each line item that you want within each structure and you build out this way to track and it serves both as a like a repository for data and also a way to create custom views based on the status of each item so if a if a new lead comes into the system a new seller lead for instance comes into the system you can mark it automatically as new you could create a, a category field and the status could be the, the different statuses within that field could be new, um, dead, needs follow up, etc. Gotcha. And you can you can create views based on those statuses, and it's it's very powerful. And you can all the all these different apps can talk to each other and update the status fields from other apps, and you you can make it as detailed as you want. But the problem that most people have is they have to do it. They have to actually build it and think about it. Hmm. And so for for real estate. And by the way, like, can can you clarify? Like, are you selling to real estate agents, real estate investors, yeah. or who? Yeah. Who, who specifically is this for? And then, like, who? What is like the the pain point that that the, yeah. the solution kind of solves? So, I am my own target customer. I'm a, a real estate investor. So, we're we're selling this to real estate investors that are actively marketing for real estate leads and don't have a proper structure in place to follow up with the leads, to monetize the leads, create offers for the leads, track their marketing, and kind of put people on a consistent follow-up schedule. Most people are using like spreadsheets or most people honestly just forget about a lead once it comes in. And with-, with And a lead would be a property that, that they're yeah, a lead, investing in? Yeah, a lead would be a seller, so. okay. In the real estate business, you, you send out mail or put up a website to try to get people to call you and say they have a house for sale. And um, gotcha. That's when that's when you make the deals happen. And so, so and so your your system, like you, I know that you have kind of a number of templates set up for Podio, which you can then yeah. apply to to people to to a real estate investor's Podio account. Yeah. Um, is, is that essentially? Like yeah, like how do you describe the the productized yeah. service or the package that you that you offer? So the actual service is you'll get a pre-templated workspace on Podio. So you, you when you sign up for Podio, otherwise you'd have to kind of build it yourself and kind of piece together some sort of structure. What we've done is we just 
created the best, most generic template for real estate investors that works in my business. And over time, we've tweaked it so that it works based on you know talking to hundreds of different users and seeing how they're using the workspace. We've created a really good template that you can instantly get access to, plus you get all the automations that occur within that template. So the automations happen through another platform called Globiflow. Globiflow is a, is a third-party piece of software that connects into Podio, and essentially through webhooks, you can program these individual workflows. Like if a new lead comes in, then send a text message to this number, and the text message says, you have a new lead, call this number now. Stuff like that, or gotcha. if you click on, if you click on, Mark Deal is dead, then it sends a task to your virtual assistant to remove that lead from your marketing list, hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Very cool. And yeah, so we created. And so you these... like when you have someone buy this package from you or buy this like productized service, what what happens from there? Like you, do you manually go in and set up their Podio account and? Yeah. So the way it's set up now, and and this is. It all started, we can talk about how I got my first clients and then how, oh, how definitely. I decided, how I decided that's, to build it into a company. Yeah, totally. And, and that's, that's definitely what I want to get to uh, soon because I know that was like a, yeah. a, a pretty big initial launch and, and I know that you guys have been doing pretty big things with it since then. I'm just curious like just to get yeah. an idea of, of what that looks like after someone buys it. People, yeah, so within 24 hours, our team will come in, install their Podio workspace, which is the template of all the different apps in Podio, and then they'll have to go in and manually install one by one each of those automations. That kind of brings the Podio apps to life, so that once leads start coming into their system, it'll actually you can you can press buttons and it'll work through the process automatically. Um, so within 24 hours, my team will come in and manually install everything. And naturally, people will have questions and they'll need to know how to use the system. So we also built a very comprehensive set of videos, training videos on a website that they get access to, as well as our support team. So we have people that are readily available to do stuff for people at an additional cost. So if, if someone needed an extra integration or they needed to hook up a call system, like a phone system into their CRM, or they needed to set up like a MailChimp integration so they can send out long-term follow-up emails, then we have a support team that can actually help them do that. And then gotcha. we also have a support team that can, that's just there to answer questions. Very cool. And, so, and what is the, um, what does the pricing look like in the different options for all this? Well, right now the, uh, we were selling it for 1497. And it's just a one-time fee. So, and we were selling them on webinars uh, mainly. So the 1497 one-time fee gets them all of the workspaces and the workflows, and then just gives them access to the uh, training content for like an unlimited time. So, it's not the best model for like recurring revenue. Yeah, but you know that that's interesting though, and I know that you and I have talked about this before. But I mean. You know, fifteen hundred dollars one-time fee is yeah. is is pretty solid, and even if it's, um, 
you know, I mean, it's a one-time thing. You're, I mean, most SaaS, even most uh, productized services have a lifetime value, even if it's like a monthly recurring revenue, still their mm-hmm. lifetime value is less than that. So to, to be yeah. able to capture that revenue all at, all at once, um, especially when you have that, that level of a price point, I think that, that definitely makes sense. I think it's all about it's all about the niche you're in. So with real estate, like a typical one deal, like if I got a deal and I wholesaled it, which is primary, primary user is gonna be like a real estate wholesaler. And they're going to be making anywhere between five to like twenty thousand dollars per deal. So fourteen ninety seven or even nineteen ninety seven isn't hard to justify the cost of that. If it's something that's going to allow you to even just do one deal, then you're going to pay for it many times over. So I think you need to find a niche where a one deal has is more than a thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. Um, Yeah. And so, okay. So, so I know that you, so how did the initial launch go? And what, what, what did like, if if you're willing to share any numbers on that, um, like what, what, what did that initial launch look like? And then we can even go back after that to figure out what were your first steps. But um, yeah, yeah, how, how did you get it initially into the first customer's hands? So initially, initially I was actually People were just uh, reaching out to me on YouTube, and I was just I was just installing the workspaces without any automations. But then I realized that, that the real value is in the automations. So what I did is I actually partnered with a person in the space, Joe McCall, who has an active follower base. And Joe is someone who also actively promotes Podio as like the go-to tool for Podio or for managing your leads. So I, I pretty much partnered with him and I said, hey, listen, like I, I basically took your system and like brought it to life. Let's set up some sort of promotion where we can, we can together we can work on building this, making this awesome, creating a bunch of training content and then marketing it to your list. Joe is also well connected in the space, so we also were able to line up a couple webinars with some other heavy hitters in the space. So the first webinar we did was was crazy. There was like 350 people on it, and I think it converted at like 15% or 20% or something like that after all the follow-up emails. So I think we ended up making around 50,000 just on that one webinar for the first launch. And amazing. That yeah, it was it was it was incredible. And that and was also, just was that webinar promoted to his list? It was just his list. Yep, and these were all people that were already familiar with Podio. Some of them were already using Podio, so it was very—it was a very targeted promotion to the people that really would benefit from the value of the system. Gotcha. And and so, just I'm, I'm curious, like your relationship with uh, Joe. I, I mean, yeah. Do you guys go back? Like, how how did he? How was he able to kind of trust you with this and 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 get this thing launched? He actually reached out to me from a couple of my YouTube videos and also. The Facebook group that I created, I was constantly trying to figure out new ways to use Podio to just save time and do cool stuff. And every time I discovered something, I would I would make a post about it and sort of got a following of people that were also into automating their business. And Joe eventually caught word of it because Joe had been selling his workspaces, but there was no automations in the workspaces. Hmm. So he he had an, an existing client base that were already 
interested and ready to receive something that was more advanced. And I, I kind of saw that opportunity. I didn't see it when I first started like making YouTube videos, but I eventually became clear to me when people kept emailing me about it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And so, yeah. and so from there, um, and so that was kind of like the first launch and that was what, a few months, a few months ago now? That was in May. Yeah, that was in May. Okay. Um, so that's promoted to Joe's list and, and then you did a few more similar webinars to, to other, other contacts of, of his. Yeah. Life. We've actually only, only done like four webinars and we, we kind of don't have like an evergreen sale for it. So it's been very, like in order to get the program in between webinars, you have to like reach out to me directly. So it's, there's a lot of scarcity involved with, uh, with the yeah. offer as well. Interesting. So, um, so what were kind of like your first steps, uh, in terms of like making this, turning it into a product and, and planning for that initial launch on that very first webinar? Yeah. So the launch actually, it was, it was very much a ready, fire, aim type of scenario. Uh, we didn't expect that so many people w would purchase it. Like we, I planned for the best and uh, I don't know, hope for the best, plan for the worst, but it, it ended up being like we kind of learned really quickly how to scale this up after that first launch. And I had brought on a virtual assistant that I, I basically trained the virtual assistant how to do these installations, how to set up all the workflows, what to do step by step, how to install the workspaces. And luckily it's just like a standalone, it's just a templated system. So there's not a lot of custom changes and any custom changes that people would make. We wanted to just show them how to do it themselves instead of having to create such a customized because that that would be more of less of a product and more of a, like a consultant client relationship, which is yeah. what I was not going for. Yeah, and I think that's a really key point um, that kind of gets lost in a lot of people, but it's so important when you're yeah. when you're building out a productized service like this because um, if you can make it so standardized and so predictable that like the way that you install and set up this platform is the same way using the same set of automations and the same you know apps and and step-by-step yep. -step processes that's what ultimately allows you to hand this off to a virtual assistant i mean yeah any any other kind of service where there are all these different variables or you kind of need to um, analyze different things or make different decisions on on how to approach something um, that's what makes it a little bit more complicated to to work into a scalable you know delegatable system yeah um yeah and I honestly, I owe a lot of that to your productized course, which kind of, you were able to clarify what was in my head that I couldn't like get out of my system. So by like internalizing the idea of standardizing something and then training someone to do it, and then being totally clear with your potential customers that this is a standardized thing and it's not, I'm not your one-on-one -on -one personalized consultant. You make that totally clear up front, then people will, you might lose one or two people, but the majority of people are going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I can work with that. Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's, it's all about positioning and, and positioning yourself as, as the authority, but also the solution to a very specific problem. I mean, they, these people joined that webinar, they registered for that webinar, and then they took the time to actually show up because 
they have this problem. Like they know that they've been frustrated with something that's taken them too much time, or they don't know how to set it up. Yeah. Um, and and you're coming in here recommending, like, look, this is the solution. We've we've optimized this. We've seen results. You know, I can point to these results that I've seen with this. This yeah. is like you're you're telling them this is what you want to do, and and it's you know compare that to what most um, consultants. Uh, their their workflow looks like, which is, you know, yeah. hey, Mr. Client, what do you want to do, or or what what are your needs, and how can we meet them? It's, yeah, it's kind of going the you know the opposite direction where it's like, look, we've identified this problem. You agree that you have this problem. We're going to give you this solution, and you can choose whether or not you want to buy it. Right, and another key distinction is if you decide to work with a personalized consultant it's actually going to cost you more and it's going to take way longer because you're building something from the ground up rather than taking something that's proven to work and getting it immediately. Exactly. If that makes, if that makes sense. So, and totally. yeah, or they can do it themselves, which no one wants to do because it, you know, it takes days, weeks, months. It took me two years to figure this system out. Yeah, so. totally. So, so you did that initial webinar and then you did a few more. Um, what were kind of your next steps from there? So the next steps were there were improving the, the general functionality based on like user feedback. So every webinar we did, we kind of tweaked a little, a little bit of the general functionality just to make it work a little better. We added some more features, like we added a direct mail workspace, which is a separate workspace. We created in Podio using webhook technology in the back end to automate the stuff that happens internally. So we didn't actually use any third-party software. We used, I just hired a developer to create a, a program. Basically, it lets you send postcards, a sequence of postcards to individual properties. So a lot of people were requesting, you know, if I'm standing in front of a house and it looks vacant, I want to, I want to reach out to that owner. How do I, what's the fastest way I can do that? So we built this platform that pingslob.com, which is a direct mail API. It sends the, uh, it sends basically a, a preset sequence of postcards to lob.com and sends the postcards over time to the owner of that property. So cool. That so it's, a, of, it's like a totally automated thing that would normally require a bunch of manual setup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it would be possible in a manual setup. Hmm. So we kind of, I created this workspace and kind of softwareized Podio. Like this, this workspace is a standalone, gives you an end result that could be a standalone app in itself. And I think that right there, like kind of sparked a light bulb yeah. into what this thing could become. Uh, I didn't know if you wanted to go into that yet. But. Yeah, so I, I do... Um, want to get there in a minute. Uh, one thing I, I actually kind of want to jump back to that initial launch. I know I'm going a little bit out of sequence here. Yeah, but yeah. In in the webinar, I mean, you, you you guys were pretty overwhelmed with the the response and the number of sales that came through. I mean, I don't want to kind of give the impression to our listeners here that it was so that everything went went great and it was mm -hmm, rosy. Yeah. I mean, what kind of challenges did you did you run into there? I mean, what what was like the support load like? You know, when you had that many sales and and how did that the support, look? The support load was the biggest issue. Support, support was the biggest challenge of this whole thing. If you have, if you're in the CRM space or you're you're going to do something similar to what I'm doing, 
you met, you got to make sure that you have a team of at least two people helping you kind of handle the, the incoming queries. So we set up a, in Podio, we set up a little health desk scenario. Uh, you can embed forms onto websites that route right into Podio. So I put a support form on our website so people, and then made that like the only way that you can, uh, you have to submit a ticket in order to get help. And it forced, and honestly myself, I was doing a lot of those initial support queries and it was taking up the majority of my time and I was not having fun doing it. Um, so really you don't have fun doing customer support <laughs> all day long no, it wasn't it was a it was kind of a nightmare it yeah. was great to talk to the customers and get the feedback though and kind of figure out some things that i could implement into the system to prevent that question from being asked again yeah but over time you'll get a lot of repeating questions that you can just create a video and put it on a put it on the website and just have something that they can refer to right away this You'll I, I didn't have like a well-documented knowledge base other than the training videos that I created. So all of those questions that came in that were unforeseen, um, people understood that this was like a new company, so they were they were cool with like the slower than usual resp response times. But over time, me personally, I wanted to make sure everybody was hooked up as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah. So we brought on. In the Podio space, there are a bunch of companies called Podio Partners that kind of specialize in providing support for Podio-related companies like myself. And they helped me kind of find two Filipino VAs that are Podio ninjas, pretty much. And I trained them in my system specifically and basically handed over the the reins to them, which was a huge, huge weight to lift off my shoulders. I think the last time I talked to you was like right when we hired them. Nice. So you got to work that into your cost. It's kind of expensive, but with something like this, the support and keeping the customers happy is like just as important as the product itself. So that yeah. was probably the, the biggest nightmare I had, but I also think it was pretty valuable because it uh, it allowed me to interact with the customers on a direct level. Yeah, very cool. Um, and so, something that I want to get into before we get get into kind of what you know your next iteration of the product and how you're building that out um, mm -hmm. as a more automated SaaS going forward. Before we get there, I just want to talk about the question of using Podio or using any existing third party platform as the basis for this entire yeah. business. Um, I I mean personally, I see. I've, I've talked about the benefits of doing something like this uh, many times, but there there are definitely also some risks. Um, I mean, the benefits that I that, that I see them are, you know, especially with a productized service. I see this happen a lot, where you can kind of take a, a popular third party tool and layer your productized service on top of that. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's setting up Podio for a specific niche, the way that you've done. I mean, I've seen people set up. You know, a, a do it for like a done for you Mailchimp setup service. It's yeah. The same with Drip and Infusionsoft. Um, mm -hmm. A/B testing, conversion optimization. You know, they'll set you up with a Optimizely account, something like along those lines. Um, right. So I think it's great to kind of piggyback off of the popularity of an existing tool because you already it already has that built-in audience 
who is either using the tool or thinking about or wants to use the tool um, mm-hmm. and they're kind of searching for answers you know related to that to that tool and that and that brand name and you can kind of come in as the expert to go along with that um, right I mean did you did you see that happen in, in your case but then there's also the flip side of like the risk of, of building on top of a platform yeah well luckily podio has has been gaining popularity over the last few years so I had that helping me but I also have that nagging feeling in the back of my mind that I'm totally platform dependent in the event that they went out of business which there was actually recently a rumor that that the their parent company was gonna like disown them pretty much hmm. but it was just a rumor uh, albeit a scary rumor yeah or no, or even like their product might change like what if their, their API product, like changed yeah. or something like that Exactly, their product might change, so your platform dependency kind of relies on the speed at which you can adapt to their changes, um, which is all good. It's a risk I'm willing to take because I know that the this particular platform is large enough and has enough popularity and user base that it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Right. However, um, it's also good to kind of maintain a relationship with the the higher ups at the company as well, especially if you're, if you are operating at the level that we are, you're going to want to make sure that, that they have your blessing and they want to, you want to make sure that they know you're bringing them a lot more customers and that it's a win-win situation because you don't want them to screw you, especially if you, your, your livelihood is dependent on their platform. So yeah, it's yeah, definitely I mean, I, an issue. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a hard decision to make, but but you're right. I mean, sometimes I think that that risk is is worth taking. Um, yeah. And I, I think for anyone listening, if you're if you're working on a productized service related to a, a third party platform, I think it's it's definitely worth the effort of of kind of exploring the pros and the cons of this. I mean, I know in my last business in, in uh, Restaurant Engine, that was completely built on top of WordPress, and yeah. and that's a that's an open source software you know with right there's a company kind of associated with it automatic but there's but wordpress itself is is an open source software um you know contributed to by thousands of developers worldwide so it's a little bit and there isn't necessarily like a a team or or a company that i can build a relationship around you know to have Mm. kind of personalized support for this platform that my business is was uh was dependent on, um, but that was a that was a decision that I made early on. I mean, again, I, I kind of risk. I, I I thought about the pros and cons of that, and and the cons are that you know number one the the software is continuously changing and updating and, and evolving, and and I have to be mm-hmm. you know up to date on that and make sure that things you know get worked out as updates to WordPress come out. Um, right. Uh, but then. It, you know the the pros that I that I saw it as. I mean, number one, I knew the platform well. Like in your case, you know, you you already knew Podio well, and that was your that gave you the ability to launch this really quickly and identify yeah. the problem in the first place. Exactly, and I think ultimately it all comes down to, to the problem and what what the end result is that you're trying to deliver in the first place. So essentially. You can't think too much if you're an entrepreneur and you're just you're just trying to start a business. You can't think too much and worry about platform dependency. You you want to worry more about how am I going to 
figure out a way using what exists in the universe to meet this person's need. So I think that's kind of this. This is the iteration we're on now. We're like we're using the Podio interface to solve the need of efficient lead management for real estate investors, so that they can close more deals in less time. And it just so happens that the system that exists in the universe happened to be Podio, and some of the technology that exists around that. So that's that's yeah. what I chose as a means to deliver the value that people needed. So yeah. you shouldn't focus too much on the means, more on making sure that you can actually deliver the the uh, satisfaction of solving that pain point. Yeah, and and identifying it. I mean, it's 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 your unique advantage. That's that's what yeah. allows you to get into this business really quickly in the first place. Because your next iteration, which we can talk about now, you know, building it out as a SaaS. If you had started with this, if you had started with the idea of I want to build this this software as a service. I have no connections, no following. I just have this idea that'll probably solve a problem. I mean, launching that, getting it from zero to 60, you know, uh, and getting it off the ground and running is a much heavier lift than if, yeah. than if you had started with a productized service, generated a bunch of revenue and knowledge and a customer base, and then yeah. kind of, you know, um, taking that next step, which you're kind of working on now. So can you tell us about what, what, what yeah. is the next iteration here? I've been very fortunate to have sort of a very organic, authentic growth to this. Starting off with just the simple YouTube videos of, of my setup, like as of like a year ago, I started posting videos, and then people asking me about it, and then me kind of making the decision, well, hmm, maybe I should just like make this a company. Like that was there was definitely a, a moment where I just I was like, kind of on the fence about wanting to do this because I knew it would be like such a technological pain in the ass to figure out. But uh, you make that decision and then you just kind of adjust course along the way, being totally honest with everybody and saying, hey, this is what I can do now and I'll, I'll, I'm with you all the way, like I'll help improve this over time. And that's just it, like you can't, you gotta be patient with whatever, you're, whatever value you're delivering. It's, it's not gonna be the Facebook of its niche right away. So you start with what's available, you build that MVP, if you will, and in the in the process, you talk to your customers and you build this platform out, and then you then eventually you figure out like what you can do next to reach a broader audience or even improve that existing offer. Um, so long as what you have now is still serving the needs of the people. So basically, the next iteration of what I'm doing is a tool called InvestorFuse. By the way, you can check out realautomation.biz to see sort of just the, the landing page that we have for the service I'm currently providing, which is kind of an amalgamation of a bunch of, is that a word, amalgamation? I have no idea. Of, <laughs> a collection of a bunch of different third-party integrations tied into Podio's API. Gotcha, so, so the re realautomation.biz is the site where you've been promoting kind of the productized service version yeah. of this. Right. And now now your next iteration is to launch investorfuse.com which as I understand it this is going to be more of a SaaS. Yeah. Um, that's that's it, it's still kind of it still uh interacts with Podio but it's a little bit right. more automated and and kind of pulls yeah. a lot of these pieces together. Exactly. So it basically removes the clunkiness and ties everything into one monthly membership 
automation tool that connects directly to your Podio account. So you, you'll get a workspace just like you did with, with the current offering. And instead of having to sign up for all these extra tools to automate stuff and to include email and to include sending documents and to include electronic signatures, you don't need to do all, all that. It's just, it's just part of the monthly membership that you'll get with InvestorFuse. So InvestorFuse essentially is just a SaaS automation tool for Podio. Nice. And, um, and so what, like what's going into this at this point and like what, what stage are you at in terms of building this out and getting it ready yeah. to launch? So the stage I'm at now, I have a developer and it was the same developer that I used to create that postcard workspace that I was describing earlier that someone who, who just came into our organization via process of improving the current offering. So like along the way, as you're, as you're building stuff out, you're going to meet people and work with them and you can know if you like working with them or not. And I was fortunate to have found a really good developer who has a great team that he manages and he was totally on board with the idea of kind of building our own little automation tool that does a very specific set of workflows for real estate. And we basically uh, created a an arrangement that allowed me to not have to spend so much money up front to hire him, but more of like a revenue share moving forward. And we agreed on the terms and he said, all right, let's, let's chart out the milestones. And my goal is to have everything released by mid January. So it's Great. currently so about two months from, from the time of this recording here. Yes. Cool. And you're, you're building a, an early access list. I see that's at, uh, yeah. in, investorfuse.com and that's um, so what kind of things are you doing like are you have you already started to announce to your existing list or your past customers that investorfuse is coming and how is that I um, did I actually just I just announced it two days ago so the overall response is excitement coupled with fear of having to switch systems again so it's something that I've, I've had to address because it's, it's kind of an unwarranted fear because it's going to be very similar to what I'm currently providing, just better. Um, and people are like, well, I, why did I get this if I can just get this? And the simple reason is because it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something that, I mean, we're going we're gonna to help. I'm also going to give all, all of my current clients that want to switch over to Investor Pews, we're going to give them a discount. Got to. You have to make sure you take care of of your client base if they have to do something like that, like switch over, and then we're going to handhold them through the process of switching over. Absolutely. So it's it's yeah. Is there still going to be a um, like a productized service component to InvestorFuse, or is it designed to be a completely do-it-yourself automated tool? It is designed to be a completely do-it-yourself automated tool. We're still going to have a really good support system with really good training and daily training webinars and uh, a very world-class like onboarding process like that's a goal of mine is I just want to make sure that every aspect of this is made clear have a really good set of onboarding emails that goes out make sure people are are on top of it um, but I want it like we're building it so that the major changes that people would want to make or the major different little automations that they wanted to tweak, they wanted to create their own 
email sequence, for instance, they can go in and change it pretty easily within Podio itself. So we're making it a standalone system, not so much productized, but we might still have the done for you service available if people needed extra stuff. Yeah, that's kind of like an optional upsell. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Cool. So, um, so I mean, you know, this is all really exciting. It's it's been awesome to see. I mean, really fast growth, and and the way that you've mm -hmm. identified this this pain point, you know, kind of scratching your own itch for a while there, and then and then launching it as a as a amalgamation of <laughs> of different tools. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think that was that was brilliant, and the way that you're pivoting now to you know launch it as a as a SaaS, um, it's just the the perfect progression of of uh, idea to you know solving a problem to productized service to yeah. software solution. Um, I think it's fantastic. So, I mean, I, I know that you've also been kind of um, blogging about your experience and, and releasing things there um, on your personal site. That's at dasbeats.net, D-A-S. Yep, dasbeats.net. Very uh, much inspired by Kaz Jam. <laughs> Very cool. And, uh, yeah, as we talked about earlier, you, you're, you're a musician as well. So, um but yeah, you know, you, you, I see you're, you're, you know, you're publishing a lot of really good stuff there. So people should definitely kind of um, tune into your newsletter over at dasbeats.net. Um, yeah, actually, if if you opt in, you'll get access to a blog post I made that's like a step by step how to get to inbox zero on Gmail as fast as humanly possible. Something that I kind of figured figured out how to do earlier this year just to kind of reduce my stress levels a bit. So if you guys want to kind of hack your Gmail a little bit, then uh, you can opt into the newsletter and you'll get access to that. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to opt into that myself right now because my inbox is at like inbox 40 right now. <laughs> it's, it's out oh, of control. Man, that's, that's not too bad. It's not as not as bad as inbox like 7,000, which is what yeah. I was at yeah. before doing this. Very cool. Um, well, uh, well, Dan, it was great to great to have you on. I think um, I think our listeners will, will certainly uh, learn a lot from this one. Um, if, so. if uh, people can reach out to you, uh, again, that's at dasbeats.net. Any, anywhere else where people can kind of connect with you? Uh, they can reach me at dan at dasbeats.net if you wanted to ask me any questions personally. Or Facebook, you can just join the Investor Fuse page and you can find me there. And yeah, Brian, I just want to acknowledge, again, all the work that you've done over the last year or so in, in building your platform. I'm, su I'm super glad to have discovered the content you're creating, which is really, really valuable and timely and relevant information to kind of what's happening in the online entrepreneurial landscape. So I acknowledge you for being the voice for the uh, productized community and keep up the good work, man. I appreciate that, man. You know, it's just awesome for me to see someone, you know, putting this stuff into action and seeing these kind of kind of results. So that's, that's awesome to see. I um, think, I think there's a, still so much so much room for uh, opportunity so yeah there's plenty of opportunity even even in using podio like you can i did it for real estate investing you can create the similar thing for lawyers you know totally actually so. that was another kind of question that i had just real briefly here as we finish yeah. up i mean do you do you plan to branch this out into other industries or are you, are you kind of focused in the real estate space i'm gonna master the real estate niche and then yes i do plan on branching out into other spaces awesome so uh, i do yeah, a lot of, a lot of room for growth here for sure. Definitely. Uh, well, Dan, th thanks so much for taking the time here, and uh, we'll talk soon. 
All right, Brian. Have a good one. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. Get all the show notes for this entire season at productizepodcast.com. And to get my free Productize Crash Course, where I share my best strategies for launching and sustaining your productized service business, head over to productizecourse.com. All right, time to get back to working on the business.